1: Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome
2: to the Soul's Journey. This is uh, well, my name is Tom Jacobs today, and I'm calling uh, calling at you from uh, Tucson, Arizona. You can find me on the web at tdjacobs.com, and as you know, if you're listening, I'm an evolutionary astrologer and a medium, and a channel, and that has me looking at life in some very interesting ways. Everything that comes toward me, I'm looking at from all these different levels, inspired by the wisdom that dead people have shared with me about their lives and what they see from the other side, about how these ascended masters and soul and angels see things. So it's kind of an interesting thing to be me and to view everything in a unique way. And... I have Uranus in the first house, and uh, square a Cancer tenth house South Node. So when holidays come around, I'm always trying to do something sarcastic or smarmy or smart alecky. I can't. I can't help it to satirize how seriously we take certain holidays, that most of which have become, um, you know, far cries from what they originally meant to symbolize. Valentine's Day is no exception, so I've been thinking a lot lately and also having some interesting personal experiences with my own Uranus in Libra in the first house and really looking at how you know I expect relationships to be, how others do, and kind of how we interact with each other and bump into each other uh, down the paths of life. So today, I want you to be my Valentine, but I want to completely redefine uh, what that might mean. So uh, later in the show, I will be taking uh, caller questions on relationship stuff. Uh, know that I would just be using your data, not anybody else's data, even if you have permission to share it. Uh, just your data, because everything about your relationship world can be seen in your chart. And that number uh, to note for later is 877 230 Three zero six two. figure after the first break, I'll start taking calls, and that'll be maybe twenty twenty five. after. So the Valentine's Day thing just brings up relationship stuff, as uh, I'm sure you agree. If you're in one, you might feel that there's a, a reason that you have to do something special, some pressure to uh, take that special someone somewhere, present him or her with flowers and or chocolates or some other stereotype, uh, and essentially... Uh, it's supposed to be, I mean, we can make it into a celebration about love. So uh uh my producer Kiera has uh, kindly agreed to come on to uh share with us her her presentation she made to some kids about Valentine's Day as part of our project. Kiera, can you come on and and uh and, and uh gab with me for a minute?
1: Sure, no problem.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Tell, tell me – I didn't do research on the history of Valentine's Day because I just wanted to lambast it. But can you <laughs> –
1: um,
2: I just wanted to deconstruct it. Can you just tell us a little about the history that, that you had uh, uncovered? All when right. You were- well, there's
1: a, there's a couple of different stories about where Valentine came from, what he did, yeah. how everything came to be. The main one is this. Um, it's this legend that Valentine was a priest, and he was around mm-hmm. in third century Rome. And at that same time, there was this emperor there. His name was Claudius <clears> the <throat> Second, And okay. Claudius decided that single men made better soldiers than men who were married. Okay. So, therefore, in order to have a very strong military force, he outlawed marriage for young men. Okay. And then we have Mr. Valentine who comes into the picture and said, well, that's not fair. And so what he would do is he would sneak off with these young couples and marry them when no one was looking. So anyway, but unfortunately, the emperor did find out about it and Valentine was put to death.
2: I see, I see.
1: Yeah, so that that is the main story and another story is that um Valentine was this imprisoned guy, maybe same guy who knows, but um who fell in love with his jailer's daughter. And right before he was put to death, he sent out the first Valentine himself when okay. he wrote her a letter of goodbye and he signed it your Valentine. And that's why okay. we still use the words today.
2: Did Valentine was he known for wearing a diaper?
1: No, that's Cupid.
2: Oh, sorry. Different? I these things mixed up.
1: I don't know. Well, maybe he was, but not that that – no, that didn't carry over. No, Cupid's the one with the diaper, oh, okay, who's cool. the son of Venus, the goddess of love, and then he was just the mischievous boy who went around shooting gods and mortals alike and making them fall in love.
2: Thank you for setting me straight.
1: You're Thank welcome. You.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on and telling us that. Thank no you.
1: No problem. <laughs>
2: I couldn't resist because she told me when it first came on that she had been doing some research, and and that was something that that, uh, fell off my list this week. What I want to share with you are some channel perspectives from Ascended Master Jehudi about why humans have relationships, what the deal is with soul and relationships. And and after I play that out for a while, I want to talk about uh, synastry. Um, Obviously, this is an astrology show, so I want to bring in perspectives of how to look at chart overlays, which is when you compare one chart with another uh, in sinistry, in, in relationship to understand how people push each other's buttons. Uh, the, first, the first thing to say is that a soul knows that it is divine, and it is the source of love. Every single soul uh, knows that it is with every other soul, uh, creator energy, divine consciousness, etc. When we come here, we have this perception of separateness, And we are these discrete beings running around, and I have my stuff, and you have your stuff, and I have my thoughts and feelings, and you have yours. And we feel separate, but we're longing to go back to source. And we crave connecting with other portions of divinity, and here we are. We're in these bodies, and so we do this relationship thing. So from the soul's perspective, it's all about teaching each other what we need to learn as uh, we live these uh, these journeys uh, separated from each other with the apparent separation from divine source. Every single person you 've ever interacted with is a teacher, and you are a teacher for those people and When we get into interpersonal relationships kind of narrowing the field, you know we get stimulated, our hearts open our our chemistry factories uh, go a little crazy. And we find ourselves wanting to connect with specific individuals and merge our fields and our bodies and, you know, get lost in these, um, these, these great merge fests. And then, you know, we're not quite sure what happens sometimes because all kinds of crazy things came up in that process. And then we're kind of, you know, trying to figure out what we did wrong. Why this other person is so awful, or or deserving of blame for ruining our lives, or something like this. So it ends up, you know, it starts with this need to connect, and it ends sometimes with this weird misunderstanding about what happened. (laughs) And so, what I want to talk about is how to have a more intentional kind of relationship. How to understand the relationship you're in, and how to how to um, either upgrade it while you're in it, you know, evolve it, or Make sure that when you're looking for one the next time, or if you're looking for one now, you have the right kinds of intentions. The vast majority of us look for someone to complete us. We don't always think of it that way, but there are parts of us that are unexpressed. And we gravitate, we we are magnetized towards others who seem to bring certain things out of us, or seem to give us things, or provide space for us to have certain experiences as ourselves, to be ourselves. And what happens is these people come along who have this ability to bring something out in us, but we're not always sure. We don't see the point that they're only reflecting to us what is already real. So we find ourselves putting our wholeness on others or on a specific other. Now, not everybody does this constantly, but there is a shade of this in many relationships that we have. When you're confused about a relationship, you know, why it why this happens, why that happens, why you can't get what you want or need, even if someone's looking in their face saying, I would love to give you what you want or need. You know, why are these blocks here? Why are these challenges? Um, and, you know, we need to connect and we need to connect, but we have to decide that we're whole first. So your assignment right now and if you're intrepid you'll get a notebook out and you'll and you'll make some notes think about a relationship that comes to the comes to mind comes to the surface of your awareness uh, from the past uh, or if you're in a long-term relationship perhaps a phase of it that might have come early on where um, you know something didn't make sense you couldn't get what you need there was a miscommunication, there was a, you know, there was a, you couldn't get what you want, you couldn't express yourself, you know, you weren't seen, you weren't heard, respected, honored, something. And basically a relationship or a phase of a relationship in which it looks like something has gone wrong. And I want you to write down when the relationship works well, who did you get to be in that relationship? Who did you get to be? What part of you was fully expressed? What, what part of you had permission to be and be expressed and come out and be celebrated as a result of having this relationship? And understand that the best part of you that comes out of a relationship, you're drawing a teacher to you to show you what you're not owning. Now, this is why we have relationships. It's not to complete ourselves by the presence or the participation of another person. It's to give us the opportunity to choose to become whole as we learn about multiple aspects of ourselves that we cannot see on our own. Just kind of take that in for a minute. It's not about another person completing us. It's about us getting the opportunity to learn to complete ourselves. It's kind of a lot to think about and process when you're… You know, feverishly writing down your thoughts on a previous relationship in your notebook, you know, as diligent listeners, uh, to the show. But, uh, but this is the truth of, of what we're doing and why we have these relationships. Anything else, anything else is going to be inauthentic and probably won't work, probably won't serve you, and might not help you grow at all. One way to look at this is when you can't get what you need from somebody, You'll have ideas about what it means about you, about the person, about the relationship, about all kinds of things, life, you know, family, love, God, all these things. But the truth is that you have to be able to take responsibility and be whole on your own. So you can't get what you need. Well, this person has provided a great incubator for you to be able to see just what it is that you need to give yourself. You can be in a relationship forever or for a long time, you know, forever seeming. Uh, I was in one a few years ago for four months, and I was telling a friend today it seemed like ten years long. Um, where you can't, you know, you're not getting what you need, you're not getting what you want, and you can have all these struggles to do that, to try to figure out what's supposed to be happening. And um, the fact is that once you see something you're not getting that you need, give it to yourself. Once you understand. What somebody has brought out in you that is terrific, who you were in that relationship, you know, what being around that person gave you permission to be, uh, then you got to own it. And uh, this is a basic, basic truth about all relationships. Other people exist in your world to show you what you might not know how to own in yourself. Yeah, so that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> this uh, perspective is spelled out in uh, in uh, the the channeled book Approaching Love, uh, which is available through Amazon Kindle on my site uh, tdjacobs.com, and it's also um, one of the four books that that book um, all four channel books I put out uh, are now published as one book. Jehudi speaks, uh, which is available through. Uh, In paperback through, you know, the sources where paperback, so it's not on Kindle. I encourage you to get it because it helps uh, the mind uh, snap back into focus about what relationships really are about. And it asks you to look at your own patterns and to own everything about your relationship dynamic. It also goes into uh, the fact that if you are waiting for someone to complete you, you'll be waiting for someone to complete you. You'll live a life of waiting. And so for everybody, it's important to see what we're not doing for ourselves, and relationships do that. And also the parts of ourselves that we're not quite sure how to own. And I can go down my uh, relationship history and look at what I've been invited to own through certain relationships. And when they have ended, you know, uh, Pluto, Venus and the 12th here can long – for that loved one, that connection, that togetherness, uh, and I've been through my my uh, my fair share of uh, you know longing for something that really did truly need to be ended, <laughs> and um, but still longing for connection, you know, Libra, Pluto, and Libra, and Venus. Um, but I can also make a list of all the things I was supposed to see about myself, like how this person was an important teacher for me to see what I wasn't owning. And uh, who did I get to be in that relationship? You know, in this relationship, I got to be more sensual than ever before. And Venus and Libra was not lost in the 12th anymore. It was brought back down uh, to the Ascendant, and um, I was able to bring it out and work with it in conscious ways. In this other relationship, um, to stand up and, you know, um, be, be supportive of somebody in a way that challenged my own comfort zones. And that was really important for me. So I can go through this whole list and I invite you to do the same and then make a commitment to own all parts of yourself when you make that list and you see what's really going on, what's really going on. So uh, we are going to take our first break, but I want to give you the number to call, uh, 877-230-3062. Call in with your relationship questions and only with uh, your own chart data. Uh, We don't need anybody else's chart data to understand your relationship journey. Uh, Stay with us here on the Souls Journey, and we're going to take our first break now.
1: To help you navigate life, the book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth, Saint Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com the way you're wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com.
2: Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from TDJacobs.com. And today we're talking about uh, relationships. It is, of course, Valentine's Day. And there's a tremendous charge, you know, for a lot of us who are not in a relationship or having relationship issues. uh, And uh, part of the, and also the, uh, you know, the invitation to do something special to celebrate love, too. And we have sometimes a lot of mixed feelings about this. So um, we do have a caller. His name is uh, Jerome. Jerome, are you here? Hello. Hi, Jerome. Let me give them your data before we start. It's November eighteenth, nineteen eighty, in Oswego, New York. O S W E G O, New York. And uh, Jerome, uh, what what can I do for you today?
0: Um. Well, the you know the topic is really apropos because um you know what the the thing I learned about myself in my relationship, which is Mm -hmm. in the middle of a divorce now, is that Mm -hmm. I have procrastinated, you know, my whole life, and it was certainly a part of what broke down my marriage. And Mm -hmm. I I wonder what the chart also says about, you know, what, why or what's going on with procrastination.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Procrastinating about what? Can you just give me an idea of what we're talking about? Is it anything?
0: Well, it's almost everything you can imagine. Just okay. any, any major thing, I have just dragged my feet, you know, okay. just time okay. and time again.
2: Okay. Y- y- let, me, let me ask you, do you have a fear of making a mistake, making the wrong choice?
0: Um, well, not really, because... You know, I make plenty of
2: mistakes too and I know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Okay, right on. Are you um because I'm looking at a karmic signature, two signatures actually of um, you know, having situations where other people rely on you and it, it's a lot of pressure and you know, if you go left, maybe, you know, maybe 52% of the people are happy if you go right, maybe 48% and how it's like, you know, so so close to the middle, it's so easy to leave people unhappy and to feel like you've made a mistake. So I'm just kind of seeing some signatures in Libra. You have an emphasis in Libra with Pluto, Venus, and Libra. And that has to do with um, – you know, actually, I mentioned that because I have that conjunction. I'm a a little bit older than you are, eight years older, but I have Pluto and Venus and Libra together. And there's a karmic signature of putting an emphasis on relationship and what we have to give and what we might need to receive. And you didn't ask about that, so I just want to mention that. Um, but you also have the south, uh, the south node ruler, Saturn, if I use traditional rulers looking in Aquarius, south node. And that's in Libra conjunct, uh, Jupiter. And that's actually opposing moon. Uh, and so there's this issue of, you know, maybe families depending on you. People are depending on you to make up your mind, but the pressure can be, the pressure can be a lot. Um, you know, it's also, there's also a thing here where you might do, uh, a lot of times over the course of your lives, what other people want you to do as opposed to what you truly want to do. Do you resonate with that at all? And it's okay if you don't. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I would say I do.
2: Yeah. So being more, self, being more uh, self-assertive. I mean, to, to be fair, you know, your Neptune is, is conjunct your Mars. Mars is a marker of uh, desire and wanting things. Well, Neptune can make things seem uh, foggy and sometimes vague and fuzzy. And it sometimes can be a little difficult to put your finger on something. And so, so for you, what, what's important is to align what you know you want with what you know is true for you. With your, and you can use the phrase, my highest good, right? Um, I'm, I'm interested in figuring out what is best for me and my highest good and aligning your personal will with what you know is absolute truth for you is incredibly important. So that's, that's one thing. And then this whole thing about, you know, the expectations of others and making sure that you check. Yourself, That you don't get lost in any kind of relationship where you can't hear what you need to do for yourself and what's really important. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the, the Pluto transit through Capricorn is squaring uh, the Saturn-Jupiter and the Uranus is uh, opposing it. So, you know, in Aries, and there's a big deal about a bunch of squares between 2012 and 2015, and, you know, that that requires change. These two planets having a, an argument in the sky about who's in charge, the rebel or the plutocrat, like the, the old, old money, old power, kind of metaphorically in this case, old ideas about what's happening and who is who, or rebellious new things, and, and they're squaring off, and squares always drive... Uh, Drive change for better or worse, but they 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 push us into new scenarios, and so for you, your whole relationship deal is you know under pressure. So so I recommend for you, you know, to go through a process of calling back energies you have loaned to others. And I mean, you, you can actually um, start with um, you know the person that you're currently married to, you know, um, okay. but you can also you should do it for past relationships and especially family. You should definitely do it with family um, from when you were even a little kid, even if grandparents were around when you were little, tiny, but not when you're older. Do it each one in turn, and you sit down and you say. Um, I'm giving back to you everything I borrowed, all energies, attitudes, emotions that I borrowed. and I'm calling back from you everything I loaned to you. Thanks for being a teacher. Because you have the expectations of others kind of wrapped up in your field, and it's, and, and you, you probably can't even think straight. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like God bless everybody, but your path is very Libra, and that can have you mixed up with the the, the expectations, the des- desires, or requirements of others. So I don't recommend cutting cords, but I recommend this process of – recognizing that someone's a teacher, and you know, do, giving this energy back and calling it back. And um, actually, if you're interested in, and anybody else who's, who's listening, I have a, a channeled e-course that, that does this. It's called uh, uh, Release, and it, it's three modules of forgiveness of self, forgiveness of other, and then the giving back and taking back energy, and that's available through tdjacobs.com. Um, so, so that might be really – I think it's going to be really important for you because uh, all these squares – that on neuronis are making are going to be active for you, you know, so basically through 2015, you're going to have some real challenges to call back what's yours and to assert yourself and yeah, you, you have to also make the decision that you have, uh, the right to be a unique individual and to go your own way and that's going to be very important for you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for calling Jerome.
0: All right. Thanks a lot.
2: You're welcome. Good luck to you. Take care. Yeah, so that's not uh, that's not an uncommon story with a bunch of people with uh, Libra stuff going down. Uh, not only a lot of them going through uh, Pluto is squaring their Libra stuff and Uranus opposing it, but also some of them uh, in the generation born between about 1972 to 1984 have Pluto in Libra. And so the Pluto square is upon them. And so... You know, all these relationship dynamics are coming up for review and any fears we have, any imbalances that have uh, arisen because we are inclined to give too much or to give other people the benefit of the doubt to the point of not asking for things. You know, so um, let me just say this on Valentine's Day, especially with Pluto squaring Libra stuff and Uranus opposing it, you know, for anybody with Libra placements, there's this imperative – to do relationships well, you have to show up as an equal. Relationships are not supposed to be about one person flowing tremendous amounts of energy to the other person and not without having reciprocation. Relationships are not about service. Well, they're about mutual service. They're about shared service, creating something together. So if you find in, in any of your relationships that you're giving more than you're receiving, instead of vilifying the other person, instead of making the other person wrong for the dynamic that's happening, take responsibility for your part in it. Take responsibility for what you're creating. Incredibly important to clean this up. And that kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk about uh, with my own kind of uh, Uranus and Libra learnings. Um, what's happening in your dynamic – with anybody is your deal that somebody else is showing up to co-create a reflection with you. So let's say you're in a relationship where uh, you don't feel heard. That's actually very common because, you know, we tend to think that relationships are about being kind to others and being generous and helping other people and giving to others. We want to make people happy when we love them. We want to do things to make them happy. Well, um, it's easy to see, uh, the other person as taking more, you know, because you're giving more. But the fact is that you are making a choice to give. So how can you call that back? How can you change how that works? You get clear on what you want and you look at the parts of you that are trying to have this relationship by giving more, that you're actually trying to get something by giving more. So relationships become, uh, sorts of transactions for, getting what you think you want or need now if there is a past situation whether it's a childhood thing or a past life situation where you don't feel loved enough by your family or by other people uh, you will try to give too much to try to get that person to love you and validate you well what if you just decided that you're always going to validate yourself You know, whatever your relationship situation is now, just sit down right now with me, send cords into the earth, you know, cords from the bottoms of your feet and your root chakra, which is the first chakra, right around uh, the anus, like when you're sitting on the floor, right where that connection point is. Send cords into the earth, breathe the energy of the earth up into your body and make the decision that you're going to validate yourself and that you release everybody else from the need to do that. If you do that, you will find yourself having bits of tweaks and bent out of shape problems because parts of you will come to the surface to argue with you that that's a good idea. (laughs) So it's actually a great way to palpate parts of you to the surface that don't want to take responsibility for your role in your relationships. What if you validated yourself all the time? Then when you interact with others, you can see them for who they are. You can see them more clearly. And you can find your way to celebrate with the other people that you're together. Now, it's kind of a new paragraph, but kind of an extension of that. If I'm, you know, with you because you're giving me something that I'm not giving myself, you probably feel that you're being loving by giving it to me and vice versa see something in you that you're not doing for yourself and i want to give it to you love acceptance validation you know patience giving you the benefit of the doubt it could be anything kindness generosity uh an ear listening it could be anything and i want to give that to you because i care about you i want you to be whole i want you to have this loved experience well You get all kinds of things happening where, you know, maybe I never developed strong boundaries within my family. Maybe I take too much. Maybe I give too much. Whatever the imbalance is within me, it's going to come out in this relationship. And we're trying to give each other things that the other might not have or might not know how to pull out of him or herself. And we do ha- all have the experience of seeing others and, oh, if, you know, if this person would just, you know, give himself the benefit of the doubt, or if this person would just take, you know, an hour every other day to do something kind for himself, you know, that, that kind of thing. We can see in others, uh, what they need to do for themselves. Well, you know, it's also instructive to ask people, you know, how they see you. You know, am I looking for something in my relationship? Am I, trying to get validation i should be giving to myself and uh it's really really widespread uh that people do this now this is where we get into that thing where things become messy because i'm looking for something and you're providing a version of it but because you're giving me something that i need that i should be giving myself it's never going to be fully satisfying So then there can be a bug, a kind of a a burr under the saddle or a pee under the mattress, a crawling under my skin because something's not right. You're trying to give me the thing that I need to give to myself. So, you know, if you're in a relationship or you're thinking about a, a past relationship where, you know, you were happy or you were getting what you needed or you couldn't, whatever, whatever the situation was, look at that relationship as a reflection of what you need to do for yourself. As you take responsibility for that, you can get deeper into communicating with other people about who you are. And if you don't shame what you find out about yourself, then you get five gold stars right off the bat from me and Jehudi, you know, and your guides. Because uh, if you're willing to admit to yourself, yeah, you know, in this relationship now or in the past, I was really trying to get that validation that I felt like, you know, insert uh, name or role of family member here, didn't give me. And if you're willing to be honest with yourself about that, that opens the door to evolution now because you can dialogue with other people making subtext text, bringing what was hidden uh, out into the open so you can actually do something uh, constructive about it. Then you find people who say, that sounds like crazy talk. I don't want to be around you. Or people who say, well, that's interesting. Yes, you should do that for yourself. And it deepens all relationship dialogues. But you have to know yourself first. So let me give you the number to call again. It's, um, one second. It's a uh, 877-230-3062. Again, that's 877-230-3062. And uh, it's just your data today. So even if it's about relationships, we're not uh, we're not calling in uh, a bunch of other charts. Um, and and so let me shift into into talking about this astrologically for a couple minutes before the next break. Um, what happens is you have certain. Uh, buttons in you right you have plutonium buttons you have venus buttons saturnium buttons sun buttons you have all these kinds of things where something is imbalanced uh, other people can come in and and uh and stimulate that and it is palpating it so that the imbalance becomes uh you know like thumping it until it uh, responds it can actually uh be a very painful experience but people bring these things out in us Other people bring out the wonderful things about us, and other people stir to the surface what is awful (laughs) about us, you know, what is unresolved, what is unhealed. It's simplistic to say awful, but, you know, uh, all the things that might not be working well in us. Um, When we talk about synastry, we're talking about chart overlay. You know, one person's son is in this other person's house. And so, you know, if this person's son's at 23 Capricorn, you know, person A, Person B, you know, let's say that falls in the seventh house, then we put that person's sun activating the other person's seventh house. And everything you know about the houses first house, house of self, second house, house of resources, skills, value system, and money, third house, communication and exploration and curiosity, learning, all this stuff. Whatever, when people's planets fall in your house, they stimulate that part of your life and they can bring things out in you. Uh, that you're not always accustomed to bring out it's easy to look at mars and venus as a uh, relationship indicators especially when we uh, meet someone and sparks fly in one way or another and uh, but you also have to look at sun you also have to look at these uh, inner these inner decision makers these inner parts of the self that are trying to steer you in one direction, you know, managing this whole uh, group of energies that are that are uh, uh, you know, an amalgam of a personality within you. You also have to look at moon for what makes someone feel safe. And then of course Venus for for um magnetic attraction and Mars for kind of fiery attraction. Like for like when you're attracted to something Marsy, you're going to want to reach out and grab it. When you're attracted to something Venusy, you're going to want to draw it to you. It's very different kinds of attraction but you do also have to look at uh, all the other planets too and in the way that i do this work uh looking at it uh pluto in particular for people's deepest fears for people you know what does this person uh fear might go wrong and what probably has gone wrong many times and then also looking at the nodal structure and what does somebody need to learn uh what is it that somebody's afraid to learn? What is it uh the person's done a bunch of times, and what is it that um, you know, nobody including the family could teach the person that's the north node. And aspects to the nodes uh do matter quite a bit as well as a south node ruler. So when I look at relationships dot dot dot, now we're taking our second break. Stick with me.
1: Answers to help you navigate life. The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth, Saint Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds. Why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it. And tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey Soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey Soundbite today at tdjacobs.com.
2: Welcome back to uh, The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and and today is, of course, Valentine's Day. And and Valentine uh, is an individual who flies around wearing a diaper, and um, I think he has like a tattooed heart on his shoulder, but he has a baby, and he has a bow and arrow, and he's trying to shoot you through the heart. So um, that's what you have to look out for. I think it's very important that you don't uh, get caught unawares and find yourself with... um, you know, this arrow through your heart that this baby has been trying to launch into you. That image actually is is actually really instructive. Uh, You know, the the mythology, kind of how it comes down to us, this idea of, you know, Cupid uh, flying around. Obviously, as Kiar corrected me earlier, it's a Cupid and not a Valentine. I just thought that would be cute. Um, To act like I didn't know (laughs) know the difference. Um, Okay, so it's a third century Roman uh, guy flying around in a diaper, shooting arrows into people's hearts. And, uh, and when he shoots the arrows in the hearts, the bubbles, the heart bubbles kind of fly up and everyone's cozy and happy. And what happens, you know, we get swept away by the chemistry that we feel with another. Now, sometimes that has to do with, you know, visceral, uh, the, the, the endocrine system, right? To just put it clinically. Sometimes that has to do with uh, hormones uh, being released and... You know, needing to uh, get to the bottom of uh, this kind of visceral response, this kind of physiological, biological response. Other times there's a karmic thing happening, and the chemical thing isn't in gear right away or it doesn't ever get in gear. When we're talking about karmic relationships, we have a thing that we have to resolve with a person. Like I was talking to a friend earlier today who said, I don't know you from another life. And I was like, well, that's weird. She said, yeah, what, what, do, you, what do you do with that? There's nothing wrong, you know. And yet uh, with everybody else basically in my life, I can, <laughs> I can just start a past life connection and we have business together. So um, sometimes those two things happen in tandem. But sometimes the chemistry is not engaged, but you meet somebody that you have unfinished business with from another part of the timeline. It could be any kind of relationship. I mean, any kind of relationship where a significant thing has uh, gone down between you and is unresolved. And you might think this is about romance. This is about some kind of love relationship. And it really might not be. So give, also give yourself permission to learn through trial and error which situations are which. That's uh, extremely important in navigating this. I think talking about the soul's journey, I can't not talk about uh, you know, karmic uh, relationships. Let me give you the number to call one more time in case you have a question about relationship stuff, whether you're in one or not. 877 230 3062. Again, that's 877 230 3062. I've had a variety of these kinds of relationships. Uh, I, I've even met people that I can tell I'm going to have a kind of r- romantic sexual relationship with, but I feel like they're family and I've had other situations where you know I feel like uh, it's supposed to be like this, but this other thing happens and that's completely that's completely normal. I've also had the experience of, Uh, meeting a woman i felt like i had crushed on from afar in another life and she was being treated poorly by somebody and i said oh in that other life i said oh if only she were mine i would adore her and i would treat her well and blah 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 and here in this life i had the opportunity to you know be with this particular soul in her human form and treat her well and it was kind of wrapping up that business it was really a profound experience I'm actually writing about a bunch of these kinds of uh, situations in The Soul's Journey 3, which is uh, slowly in process. I I mentioned it a few weeks ago, too. And it's a case study of my own uh, past life, becoming aware of these things and integrating uh, the parts of me so that I can be present and move forward instead of getting wrapped up in past uh, dynamics or swept away by emotional things that are happening on other parts of the timeline. So you should give me a call and ask about your uh, relationship stuff. I think it's a great opportunity to uh, pick my brain. Unless, I mean, maybe a lot of people are, are out and about tonight, you know, uh, proving that they could um, pick a special restaurant or whatever. I had this thing when I was um, planning for the show. I had all these things running through my mind. And I was thinking about making fun of the idea of giving chocolates for Valentine's Day. Um, like, like chocolates are being an expression of love. Chocolates have sugar in them. And when you eat sugar, you become agitated. So don't be surprised if you eat the chocolates that somebody gives you and you're in a bad mood. That's not a great Valentine's Day for anybody. That's not fun. So and don't even bother with sugar free chocolates, just don't even eat it. <laughs> but anyway, chocolate stimulates a certain hormonal secretions that, you know, mimic the feeling of being in love. So of course we want that. I want you to be happy. Chocolate's rich. It's, it's got a great mouthfeel, like butter. You know, it's like, you know, and we do this. We want to have that experience. And, um, sometimes we want, we have chocolate when we don't feel, uh, you know, that brain chemical, Oxycontin, you know, that has to do with bonding and de- oh, oxytocin. I always mix, mix that up. I always mix that up. I always miss it up. Anyway, so, um, you know, to get some, you know, the, uh, is released, it mimics that. And, uh, so, you know, that pleasurable feeling and that that wonderful feeling of having those, you know, the heart feelings gush. Well, you know, there's also an incredibly uh, rich and robust chemical profile within chocolate that your endocrine system might not be able to deal with. Um, I have issues with caffeine and with stimulants, and even ginger is a stimulant, and I have issues with that, including including um, chocolate. And uh, my heart, my adrenals go, yes, it's not good for you. You know, be a purist, be a Neptunian Pluto in the twelfth, the Neptune Moon Mercury purist. Um, but anyway, sugar agitates you. So just, so I would love it if well, we could all just. Uh, Forget this business of uh, giving the chocolates on Valentine's Day. I think flowers are wonderful, but I also think that we shouldn't uh, – this is why I sometimes have an issue with Valentine's Day and why I sometimes lambast holidays and satirize them and make up my own stupid holidays <laughs> just to pick on uh, our whole world for having you know certain things go on. But why, why is there one day a year that we should gush about love and feel it's special? I said that to a friend today who said people don't really do that. And I said, well, but there's like this one day a year where I'm supposed to not forget to remember my mom or my dad or, you know, there's like a birthday. I'm supposed to be special this one day a year. But in fact, I'm a Venus in Libra right on the Ascendant. So Venus on the Libra Ascendant just in the 12th. And then Pluto is like seven degrees up in the 12th. And so, you know, for me, being loving – is a natural, natural thing, being generous, being kind and soft, you know, um, and to the point that people don't even know I'm a Scorpio because I'm basically trying to gush this Venus (laughs) everywhere. When I'm, you know, in periods when I'm not in relationship, that's rocky. Uh, when I'm in a relationship, I have to work on having boundaries. So the other person, you know, I can give her space. Um, but I, but I just look at, um, This Venus inclination, you know, Venus, the planet of love. And I just encourage you not to wait to tell someone that he or she is special. And if, you know, when Valentine's Day rolls around and you're not with anyone special, this doesn't mean anything about you. That's the other thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about here kind of extensively for the last part of the show. There's such such an emphasis on normal being partnered. Right. In relationship of some kind. And, you know, when when people have relationships, uh, maybe not work out or they end after a while, uh, including uh, divorce or in general, um, you know, people can encounter a lot of uh, social and societal uh, judgment and um, stigma about not being the right kind of person because relationship uh, isn't happening. Well, the spiritual perspective on this, you know, your soul is basically running you into people to learn things for certain chapters of your life. When the learning is done or when maybe a learning, a particular learning chapter is overwhelming and you have to stop doing it, then a relationship stops That's what happens. That's as basic as it is. And, you know, if you're somebody who is not in a relationship but thinks there's something wrong or you're longing for it, I'm just inviting you to make the decision that you're whole without anybody else. Make the decision, the commitment to validate yourself no matter what happens and to vibrate yourself into the way of being that works best for you. Now, that's all easy to say, but parts of us long for touch and Validation and interaction and someone to play with in all different kinds of ways, to do social things with, um, to enjoy life with, and everybody can have that. As I was telling somebody uh, – I was telling my, my partner earlier, there's no – guide or send a master or angel that has come through me when somebody has a relationship question, and where the where the guide or the, the other being says, oh, you're supposed to be alone for the rest of your life, or you're supposed to be celibate, or you're supposed to be an ascetic, or you're not supposed to be in a relationship, that is not what's happening. Every single guide, everybody else actually uh, says that you're supposed to, but you have to get yourself vibrating to the point where you are finding and attracting uh, the right kind of person to you. You've heard this before in New Age metaphysical uh, circles, but you have to be the person that you want to be in relationship. Some people say you have to be the person you want to be with, but I say imagine the best version of yourself. Imagine yourself whole. Imagine yourself loving the fact that you get out of bed every day and you have something to do on this planet. Imagine yourself passionate about being alive, about being here, and inhabit that. Do whatever it takes, even small things on a daily basis, to inhabit that, which is taking responsibility for being whole, for being who you are. If you're not willing to do that, and you're really into the idea of looking for that special somebody or somebody else who will give those things to you, uh, you're going to create a lot of trouble for yourself. I just want to be honest with you. You know, this thing I would fix about myself if I just felt loved, or this thing that I would do differently if I uh, had the opportunity to share life with somebody else. You have to make the decision to share life with yourself and then to be willing to celebrate with others when the time is right. There are times in life when the time is not right. So, that's pretty much what I want to tell you today on The Soul's Journey. I want to remind you um, to get Jehudi Speaks, this volume of four channeled books, one of which is a a book called Approaching Love that covers karmic relationships. And it covers uh, self-love and essentially how to make ourselves in to the right kinds of scenarios, vibrating into being self-loving to the point where the right people can find us. And it also explains karmic relationships and these perspectives on soul. So these are, these are four important books. The other books, uh, for the record, are Understanding Loss and Death, Goddess, Past, Present, and Future, and Conscious Revolution, Tools for 2012 and Beyond. I'm encouraging you to get uh, the whole book, which is priced – I mean this one book instead of the four volumes. When you read one of the volumes, you'll want the other three, so just get the four. And it's basically the price, four books for the price of two. And again, that's only in paperback. That's not on Kindle. But I'm encouraging you to do that, and you can transform your life by simply uh, reading this and answering the questions that Jehudi uh, puts to you about your own life and relationships. Uh, There may or may not be a call with Jehudi uh, at the end of the month. I'm leaning towards that, but you can check tdjacobs.com for an update on that and Facebook. Oh, yeah, I never talk about that, but you can follow me on Facebook at uh, Evolutionary Astrology and Mediumship with Tom Jacobs on Facebook. And you can follow me on Twitter and also on uh, YouTube. Uh, there are 22 or 23 videos on YouTube, including a lot on uh, the end of the Mayan calendar and uh, how to evolve as spiritual beings now. And, uh, also remind you that, um, I'm offering a, a special this month on readings for newborns and kids, anyone under uh, 18. And, um it's for the parents. It's not for the kids. It's to give an overview of the soul's journey so that you can understand more about how this person got here, where he or she came from, what he or she wants. <laughs> and, uh, and I encourage you to go back and listen to the show, uh, from a week or two ago called, uh, Babies. Where do they come from? What do they want? And that'll kind of give you a perspective on how I work with a uh, soul when it comes to uh, explaining to parents uh, what babies uh, have experienced in different lives. These beings are fully formed. So anyway, this is $125 bucks, uh, through tdjacobs.com. You can go there and, and book your reading. And uh, it's till the end of February. So for the next uh, couple of weeks, I encourage you to take advantage of that sale. It's – it's um something very close to my heart to uh, help people understand why their families were chosen by soul for them, you know, what the conspiracy of love is uh, among souls and the karmic uh, the karmic contracts. And so that's the, that's something that's very important for me to uh, to share with you. So I encourage you to go to tdjacobs.com and uh, book that reading. And you can also get a soundbite to uh, to get an overview, a quick and dirty overview too. So that's it for this show. Uh, thanks for joining me. I'm Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and uh, join me next week
1: you've been listening to the soul's journey with tom jacobs a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom for more information tune in every thursday at 6 p.m pacific connect with tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com that's t d j a c o b -S 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 s